Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is episode number 242. Checking in today. Going to be talking about avalanche and avalanche nfts and some of the projects that i had at one time at least held inside the avalanche ecosystem i'm going to walk back to my first entry into avalanche so if i could rewind oh it's probably late 2020 into early 2021, as I really started to spend a lot of time learning about crypto, NFTs, different blockchains, things of that nature. What you'll find yourself doing is, you know, constantly, and and this just kind of continues, constantly be on the look for opportunities that you can be early to. And usually the case is if you are early, then of course that maximizes your chance for profit. As long as you take the profits before everything falls down on your head, like it likes to do in crypto. So after probably maybe half a year or so in the crypto space, maybe six months, somewhere along the lines in that realm, probably actually live even a little bit less than that. I started to expand a little bit more outside the Ethereum blockchain. So when I first, well, I get that's not technically true because I bought Cardano too at the very beginning of January of 2021 before it ran up to $3 and 85-ish cents. And I've already documented how I I rolled that up. And on the way down, I think I sold at like $2.20-ish cents. I bought around 30 cents. So it was a really nice profit for me that I proceeded to put into other projects. And of course, a lot of those projects didn't do well because by the time that hits, we were near the end of 2021 and everything had just continued to slide and slide and slide and slide until we've hit these lows that we hit in November of 22, which is, you know, about a year from the all-time high in Bitcoin. So I want to go ahead and go back to exploring the other blockchain. So as I was learning in Ethereum. And I think that, that a lot of new people coming into the space have quite a bit of advantage in the fact that, you know, there's pretty well-established blockchains out there now that are easy to bridge funds into, easy to start getting, you know, interacting with. 
And because I wanted to get into NFTs, really all the value in NFTs at that time when I first came in were, was in Ethereum. So that's where you spend your time, but you ended up in these gas wars where you're trying to mint a project and, you know, the, the gas you're paying is like $100. That's not an exaggeration. NFT, you know, might be $100 or less. It, it just was a very frustrating process and really had me look other places. And at the time I was listening to a lot of influencers. Of course, that's what you tend to do when you first get in the space, which is eh, maybe not the best idea, but not when you start, you don't really know these things. I mean, there are influencers that you should listen to, but when I say influencer, I'm talking about someone who, you know, is rah-rah on the sideline, Bitcoin's going to the moon, you know, and they're trying to build this huge following. They have maybe YouTube videos and they're outlining prices here. We're going to go and And this works really well for people who are new to the scene. Like, you know, I was in the sense that even though I had bought Bitcoin back when it was around 400 to $600, just clearly not enough to retire on because a lot of different reasons. I was still pretty new to crypto Twitter at the time. And so it's easy to fall into the trap where you're listening to the loudest voices. So some of those lauded voices led me to Avalanche. And I followed, you know, these influencers and looked at some of the projects they were talking about. And, you know, at first I did okay. You know, I, I bridged over to Avalanche. Then I got an airdrop of this token and that token went up to $2. Now it's practically trading. I, I should even look because I have no idea how low it is. It is probably, remember it went up to $2, $2. So let's see if the token is still even around it's called good bridging and the avalanche ecosystem gave this token out if you bridged using their official bridge which is not uncommon okay so that token is going for 0 0.004 and the total supply is 14 million and i would assume that it's a dead project and they just used it sort of as an incentive because it doesn't look like anyone is actually trading the token any longer, even though it has a low supply. I would assume it's dead. You know, it actually went up to $3, which is just mind blowing. And it went down to 0 0.004. I, d I don't expect that anyone is ever going to use it again. But I'll... anyway, so the point is, so I got into the ecosystem I bought some Joe tokens, which is Trader Joe, which is the main DEX. And that, that token ran up to around, I don't know, I would say five or $6 and trading around 20 ish cents. Now I bought some other tokens and they have, they're all down tremendously and really a lot of tokens are. So it's not really fair to say, and I bought. You know, an okay amount of NFTs on Avalanche, they were cheaper. They were, the, the transactions fees were cheaper. But as we went into the bear market, the scene on Avalanche died. That That's putting it nicely. It's been dead. The volume's pretty dead. The NFT scene is 
virtually dead. It is much like the NFT, NFT scene on the near ecosystem, which I'll talk about in the next couple of days. It, 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 there's not much going on. There's a few NFTs that are potentially worth holding on Avalanche, but let me go back about Avalanche. So one of the exciting things about Avalanche is their development of subnets. And I guess it's just a fancier way to say it's, you know, a, additional blockchain or a private blockchain that's connected to the main Avalanche chain. And I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the technical details of it, but that's essentially what it is. So one promising thing, one token that I've talked a lot about that is going to be launching on this subnet is called Boards of Light, which is the token is Rainy or Rainy Corn, which I think is going to be huge. There is There are rumors. Nothing has been announced, but there's been a lot to, a lot of hints on this token that they have sort of secured a deal with Epic. Epic being the same gaming studio of Fortnite. So Lords of Light trading card game inside the Epic launcher connected to the Avalanche subnet. That could be absolutely huge. Outside of that, there isn't a ton of things happening on Avalanche. Now, I'm sure the Avalanche Maxis would would definitely say that isn't true. However, you know, when you go and you interact with the chains, you, if you look at, I'm going to go to DeFi Llama and take a look at this. So Avalanche, the total volume lock is 830 million, which is nice. The 24-hour volume is $63 million, which may seem like a lot, but you can compare that to Arbitrum, which is $1.21 billion. Polygon, $178 million. You know, Phantom even at $28 million. So if you look at the total volume or the total value locked, actually, it's seventh on the list behind Ethereum, Tron, uh, Binance, Arbitrum, Polygon, and Optimism just ahead of Phantom, but way ahead of Solana. But Solana does certainly have, in my opinion, a healthier NFT scene. That's what I'm, I'm gathering. Now, they don't have a ton of, I don't have a ton of Solana NFTs, but the interaction I've had on the Solana network has been good. So maybe we can talk about that another day. So back to Avalanche. So I recently minted three NFTs on the Avalanche network, and they are actually part of a collection that I had to burn in order to get them. So if I go way back to that date in, you know, 2021, November, 2021, September, that area, I bought some avalanche party animals nft which were the real hot collection at the time and i think at the time i probably spent maybe five or six hundred dollars on these things and of course everything went to hell in a handbasket and they went down to virtually nothing but they rebranded and they're called oopas o-o-p-a so the artwork is really cool I mentioned them last week. I had to burn my other tokens in order to get these. 
and I got three really cool ones and they're not super rare because I never get a near super rare NFT unless I buy it. I've never actually minted a rare one in anything. Call me Mr. Bad Luck, I guess. So I minted them. It looks pretty promising. You go to the website, which is oopa.io and you can check out these NFTs. They're going to have a, cons a casino that they're launching. I'm going to go ahead and click into this. And it, the, right now, the the only thing in the casino is simply you can still buy these NFTs. And I do think they're they're pretty cool. I do like the artwork. Maybe not everybody agrees with me, but I think they are, actually are pretty cool. That would be the, the one NFT that I think is valuable in the ecosystem. There's a couple of others. Uh, Mad Skulls does a lot of volume, comparatively speaking, on the network. I don't own any of the Mad Skulls, but if you go to Joe, JoePegs.com, which is an, an NFT trading marketplace, the, the one that is probably the most popular inside the ecosystem are called Ferdy Fish. Uh, they have some small Joes. Those are early. The, the Ferdy Fish are 90 AVAX for the floor, so they're pretty expensive. The UPA floor is only five AVAX. So, you know, $100, which I think they're pretty cool for that price. Can they go up? I think so. The Ferdy Fish, I've heard them. To me, it is just a, a completely ripoff artwork from the fish in SpongeBob. I mean, it's identical to me. There's only 300 items. I don't know what the, the utility of these things are. I, I honestly don't know. I just know that people have talked about them and they've done quite a bit of total volume, 9,000-ish ABEX, which is a lot for the chain. And if you compare that to the AVEX for UPAs, let's look at this. Let me scroll back up. The total volume in seven days I, I, is 11,000 AVEX. So it's quite a bit. It seems to be doing the most AVEX volume across the seven days. And like I said, at five AVEX, it's not incredibly expensive. You can pick up some pretty cool ones for five AV AVEX. Seems like it actually able to me. Overall, I think the Avalanche blockchain has a lot to do in order to get users back to it. Can it ever get to that, back to that $125 per token on Avalanche? Ugh. I don't know. I think that other blockchains have probably got a leg up on them. But I'm, once again, as I always say, I'm happy to be wrong about it. I just don't know how they're going to bring new users back in when everything else is new and shiny. I don't know how they're going to do it. But anyway, so that's been a quick rundown of Avalanche, mostly that UPA NFT, because I think it's, it, it's probably a good time. If you're into NFTs, this is not financial advice. It's probably a good time to take a look at them when AVAX is what, $15, $16, $17? Let's see here. I don't even know what it is anymore. It is trading at $16, so you could pick up, you know, one for a pretty darn cheap price, I think, which I think in the long run, potentially, might be worth it. This has been episode number 242 with Crypto Chat with Chapo. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Be in the present moment, be in the here and now. Until the next episode, be good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Chapo.
The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.